1: It's the list and your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong.
2: And we're live.
0: What's up, you guys? It's August 11th. Sean Ross Sap. It is Fightful.com's List and your boy, number 224. Jimmy's back. Sup, Jimmy? So I didn't know that you and Denise had a rivalry. Really, you've never watched the Monday Show, huh?
2: Every now and then, but I, I I didn't know that it got to the level that it's gotten to.
0: Well, you know, things happened on Monday, and I am <laughs> now the great neuter. Yes, I saw that walking saw around that. With face paint. I'm spitting mist at people. It's great. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. Great uh,
2: you know what today is, August 11. You know what today is. Um, 19 days from my birthday that is that is correct that is correct it is also the 68th birthday of your favorite pro wrestler of all time the immortal hulk hogan
0: oh okay that's that's not a funny joke at all
2: (laughs) i just i thought what are the odds because you know we only do this once a week so what are the odds that the day is the is the birthday one in seven
0: those are the odds jimmy one in seven one in seven are the odds is uh, guys, it'd
2: it be worse than one in seven. I don't know your birthday. No, it'd be, year. it'd be
0: one in seven. There are seven days in a week. We do a show once a week. The odds are one in seven. Uh, yeah, that that's it. I'm I'm not bad at math, Jimmy. I okay. yeah. Uh, okay. Leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. Subscribe. Uh We also have FightfulSelect.com. We'll brag about that in a minute. But uh, you can get your super chats in. I get your question or statement read on the air. Brandon Charles Powell says, Jimmy Denise called you, among others, a jobber on Twitter. Will there be repercussions? (laughs) Did she? Yes.
2: When? 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 By by the way, guys,
0: if you all are asking us to cover something that hasn't appeared on Fightful, we ain't covering it because we probably have vetted the news and it's not true. So you're wasting your time. You mean the Max Caster shit, right? No, I covered that yesterday. Jimmy. No, no, no. no, no, But somebody. So, no, I do. That's Nobody. the, no, and I don't mean that. So what oh. I, definitely, what I don't mean is don't you bring it up too? Cause that, that's a great, that's a great way to do it. Cause Jimmy.
2: then going be like, they yeah. totally said it. Great, totally great job.
0: It. Great job. I'll bring it um, up on people Select. No, I won't. Not if it's not true. I won't, I won't be doing that shit. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, if it's covered on Fightful, we're willing to talk about it. That's pretty well the way that it goes. But uh, Jimmy, will there be repercussions for Denise? I haven't seen this uh,
2: th- this alleged incident. I will review it. Maybe mm-hmm. she was upset because I, I took a shot at Taylor Swift. Whatever the hell that album was called, Revolution.
0: <laughs> but
2: uh, I I will review it. I I wasn't aware that she called me a jobber. It's 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 quite humorous. But I'm not sure. The, the next thing I want to do is I'm going to put you over, and and along the way I'm going to put myself over. Oh wow! So it was it was in 2018. So Sean Rossap, you know he he he's got
0: these these. Oh demands. guys, he, he's going to talk about how he he wanted to do a paywall, and I didn't. That's what he's yes. going to
2: do. He's going to talk exactly about that right. again. I and am going to talk about that again because we keep on hitting records, so I have to keep being redundant with the story because we records.
0: Jimmy, how many times did I message your team before we monetize the audio side of of Fightful,
2: completely separate to- topic. Oh, okay. Completely okay. separate topic. Okay, but any, but anyway, so oh. kudos, kudos to Sean Rossap for his work, and kudos to me for the idea. Sean texted me I think yesterday, August tenth, and said that uh, Fightful is now the number one wrestling related uh, Patreon uh, in the universe. Not that I want to be on Patreon forever, but yes. it's number one wrestling related Patreon. And you know, you and I were, you know, we're jokey and cynical, but in 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 reality. Uh, kudos to you because, uh, you've definitely put in the work and, and the time to get it done. And, uh, all of these demands Sean always has about, you know, financial situation and he, and, and his now anybody watching this, that's on Sean's team. He always, always is thinking about his team and always asking me for raises and stuff like that for the team too. And select, uh, was basically the reason we were able to do all of that. So yeah, kudos to, uh, kudos to you, bud, for, for yeah. your work on that.
0: Very happy with that. We're the first Patreon wrestling platform at 3,300 subscribers ever today as well. So guys, thank you all so much for that. It really, it means a whole lot that you guys think enough to invest in us. Um, we we did things a lot different than a lot of other places did it, and it worked. It worked really, really well, and it's going to work for a very long time, uh, hopefully until I accidentally get hit by a train on accident or something. Uh, but <laughs> so you're you're accidentally going to get hit on accident. That's that's the joke, Jimmy. I'm so glad you pick up on humor. It's I don't subtle, pay attention to this kind subtle, of shit. It's subtle. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when we explain our jokes that nothing's funnier than explaining our jokes.
2: You know, what's great about it is that a, a lot of the stuff, the silly shit that you talk about all week long, I don't pay <laughs> attention to it and I don't really care. So it's, then not, we, it's
0: not a it's not a recurring rib, Jimmy. It's funny because I said accidentally on accident, which yeah. indicates that it wouldn't be an accident. Uh-huh. I'm indicating that you might push me in front of a train one day, Jimmy. Cody. I would
2: have to. I would have to see you first.
0: yeah, I know. If bring me I hire somebody. I hire somebody else to do it. Maybe bring me up Toronto. You can fly me up on a Wednesday. I'll hang out in Toronto. I'll come to the office. I'll do the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There we go. Just and then not. Uh, i
2: push you in front of a train.
0: Just not the week after all out because I'm I'm actually uh, going to Cincinnati uh, AEW Dynamite that night. Cody Will says, heading to Dynamite tonight. Love the show, fellas. Well, we appreciate you. You're in for a fun one. I mean, AEW is a unique live experience. Um, yeah, they're definitely,
2: there's no question. They're hot. They are the hot, hot promotion.
0: That at the moment that, when I thought about that, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna take off that evening in Cincinnati, and maybe I'll, I'll like tune or I'll come into the show afterwards, like on my phone or something. But mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to take a night off and go watch wrestling, which is something. Mm-hmm. But frankly, that I haven't felt in a while with a major promotion, like just wanting to do that on on a night off. so that's that's pretty crazy. Awesome. Uh, so are you gonna go just as a fan,
2: not yes. as a journalist?
0: Oh, good for you Yes for yes. You. yes. Um, taking my wife there, taking my IRL best friend and one of our friends as well who they none of them have been to an aew show. so cool. that should be fun. Wild Boy says I'm in a tattoo session. can't hear the show. Just wanted to thank you, Jimmy and Shandy for the amazing article uh, on myself and my mom, my friends and family. Loved it. Well, um, you know this this guy has been a supporter of us. Dwayne has been a supporter of us for years and years. He's went through some really tough times. I saw a thing and actually spoke a little bit with EC3 because um, Wild Boy had put out there that EC3 just telling him, do it now, get in better shape now, motivate him to lose a ton of weight and uh, I sent that story to EC3 and he's like, man, that makes me feel really good. Like you, you never know your influence. You never know what one thing you say to somebody might encourage somebody to do. And that, that's so awesome.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Good for him. So Dwayne kitchen, if you go to dot or grappling with com, uh, we have the article about, uh, about Dwayne there, DK wild boy. And yes. it's a very, uh, inspirational story. He had a lot of hardships in his life. He was able to translate that into uh motivation to get into better shape. Uh, I believe as of the time of the story, he had dropped 60 pounds yes uh, so good for him man and 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 uh, definitely a big part of the FIFA community i got i literally shandy on my team posted it that morning and happened to tag me on twitter and by the afternoon i had to check my phone and it was blowing up with notifications because uh everybody in the FIFA community loves them so yeah it was it was, it was a good story
0: uh flow pro for show says you and cvv are killing it did we ever see a charity match between srs and cvv i don't know if he wrestles like anymore i'll i'll I'm open to doing matches uh, as long as it's safe for for both people involved. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, we love Chris Van Fleet here. We, he's he's awesome.
2: I've seen him run the ropes. I, I saw him uh, take the chops. Yeah, uh, and I saw Goldberg get him up for a jackhammer one time. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think Chris can still can still probably go. Oh, I'm, that I'm might... sure he
0: I'm sure he can or yeah. or could. It's just I don't know if he has any interest. Right. Ricardo says, "All hail the great Muter." <laughs> it's amazing. Inso Gray says, are you going to let me buy you a beer in Cincinnati? Well, listen, Inso Gray, I'm going to say no. I'm not going to let you buy me a beer (laughs) in Cincinnati because you'd be wasting your money. I don't drink alcohol. But if you want to buy me a nice bottled water, hey, I'm not going to complain if somebody wants to buy one of those $9 bottles of water for me. Uh, You know, because Jimmy ain't letting me expense it. That's for damn sure. I suggest
2: non-alcoholic beer, but what's the point?
0: There you go. There you go. Hannah's mad that I called... uh, Corey, my IRL best friend. I mean, you, you probably should be. Got to earn your way back. But guys, please leave a thumbs up, donate a super chat to get your questions or statements read on the air. Plus, it helps us out a little bit. Helps my negotiating power with Jimmy Van. <laughs> Let me tell you. What,
2: what what do you got on the list, Jimmy? Well, last thing I want to I want to put over like I always do. fiflemag.com. Fightful Magazine. This is issue three. This is ju- the July-August issue. Uh, we're working right now on uh, issue four. I just lined up Cody Diener to write Wrestle's Tribune for uh, for issue four. And he did an, – I'm still in shine. He did an amazing job. And so you can check this out. Uh, the Dream Match, uh, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega. We've got uh, Revisiting SummerSlam 88 since it's the summer edition. A happy accident story about things in wrestling that happened, as Sean says, on accident and uh, and got mm-hmm. over. Uh, there's a story about LJN Customs. It's a, it's a crazy world in the world of LJN action figures. And The Wrestler's Tribune was written by Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow. So uh, check out FIFOMag.com. You can get it in print like this, or you can get it in digital. And issue four will be out the end of the month, Sean Ross app.
0: I'm very excited for all the retro content that's happening there. That, that's one of my favorite parts about FIFO Magazine is that a lot of the content that's in there doesn't age so if you were to go back and buy issue one two three like months down the line it's it's still like brand new which i, I really really love you know, there's some time sensitive stuff in there yeah uh, but it's more of a look back on some recent stories as opposed to what's gonna happen uh because yeah they're, they're, and i love that like from the no mercy feature to uh the ljns to the retro reviews, I really, really dig that. That's probably my favorite aspect of Fightful Magazine.
2: And I'm definitely not going to put a story in the September-October issue about, is CM Punk going to sign with AEW?
0: <laughs> yes, correct. Not going
2: not gonna to do that. Let's talk about the, it sounds, seems like this is going to be one of the big stories of the year. Uh, and that's the situation in NXT. Sean and I were just talking off the air about it. It's a shitty situation. There's really no other way to, to put it. But uh, there's a lot of information I want to talk about. And I know that you have a lot of input too. Let's start with what happened last Friday. You broke the news about, I believe it was 13 people uh, released from the NXT system. And on Friday night, I posted on Twitter that I was going to talk today about why I thought it happened because uh, it seemed pretty clear to me it had to do with the perception of the brand with Vince McMahon. So I was going to talk about why it happened. And then prior to today, a bunch of stuff has come out. Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics has posted a lot of data and information. Uh, Dave Meltzer has posted a bunch of stuff. You posted stuff in Fightful Select about it. Uh, and it definitely seems to me like the perceived value of NXT with the higher-ups of WWE just is not what it once was. Before I kind of get into, I'm, I'm going to kind of break think, break down a timeline of, of you know when I think things change. But why don't you talk about what you heard in terms of the change in NXT and those releases?
0: Major shift in the hiring process. I released a story on FightfulSelect.com today. Um, I, I immediately started to talk to people, check on people, you know, make sure that some people were all right. But I got the news just in the middle of SmackDown Friday. Lots of releases coming, and then um, a wrestler just sent me all the names, just told me all the names, and it was shocking. It was very shocking, very surprising. We got somebody uh, Santos asking if USA Network is mad about the releases. They're not thrilled. They are not thrilled. Because this is a product that's on their primetime TV. And there were several people that had significant television time invested in yep. Leon Ruff, Bronson Reed, Mercedes yep. Martinez, uh, others. Tyler Rust was just a part of a brand new group. Jimmy, imagine how Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong feel, uh, both of which I've interviewed on Fightful in the past. Up until a few days before Diamond Mind debuted, it was supposed to be Arturo Huis, Tyler Rust, Marina Shafir. Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong. Sixty percent of what they thought Diamond Mine was gonna be is gone. Yeah. And they've they've added Hideki Suzuki. That was brilliant. That was great. Won't complain about that. But um I was very shocked by several of the releases. Mercedes, Bronson, Rust, Bobby Fish, sort of surprising. He is 44 years old. Yeah. His best days are behind him, but and he'll find work. He'll get he'll get hired by ROH immediately. But um this was shocking and i had someone this weekend say i know the low morale thing is very cliche mm. but they have created that cliche 100%. they have made that cliche happen saturday morning i spoke with a wwe official now when i say that i don't mean a wwe referee there's some people that got a little confused there i mean by an official a ranking official <laughs> effectively in wwe and they were like listen we know what's going on they they tried to they tried to indicate to me the WWE's line of thinking, and I was like, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. Like, you want to create a counter of WWE Raw and SmackDown. You want to create your own alternative. Enzo Amore said it on Busted Open, and he was right. I-, I can't remember when he said it. I don't know if it was this week or a long time ago, but he said a lot of people don't realize NXT is the competition. It is the alternative, mm-hmm. and he's right. That's what- They were creating their own hey you want something else here it is we've got it for you Mm -hmm. and uh, they still have a robust roster jimmy but this is this is going to resemble wwe ecw a lot more in 2022 than it will resemble nxt 2016 2017
2: 2018 it's so weird that i actually kind of feel bad for triple h I do too. Uh, because I feel like Triple H has got his legs cut out from under him. Even though when you go back and look, look back to April of 2018, when he did that presentation at the Business Partner Summit, it sounds like they're actually getting back to that vision from, from April of 2018. And yet I feel bad for him because it, it, he seems so out of the loop. I mean, he didn't know Samoa Joe got released. You know what I mean? He seems so out of the loop. And, and uh, I feel like his legs got cut out from under him. But I want to I give a timeline uh, because you can really pinpoint when things change, and you can kind of understand even even going back to carrying cross putting over Jeff Hardy, it's, it's all pretty clear to me uh, how all of this came to be. So first and foremost, you know they keep on giving the the, the excuse of budget cuts. And you told me that after the round on April fifteenth of this year, a lot of talent was telling you they're preparing for a sale. They're preparing for a sale.
0: And well, that, that's what they were speculating. They they yes. weren't necessarily saying it, but yes. yeah, they were. Yeah, they are yeah, speculating, speculating it. It.
2: And you and I, I think it was uh, back in June on a podcast here, we talked about how I, I don't think they're getting ready for a sale yet mm-hmm. because, among other reasons, Mr. McMahon I don't think is going to give up control. But I do think that's one of Nikon's objectives, and you and I have talked about it. It's I think one of his objectives is to mm-hmm. prepare them for a sale. But when you look back on the timeline, so going back again to April of 2018, you remember Triple H doing that, that presentation at the Business Partner Summit. He had the map of the world behind him. Do you remember that map of the world? He had NXT logos in select markets. They had, you know, the UK and India and China and South America and other parts of Europe. They had all these logos, and he talked about how the territories had disappeared. He said there was no place for talent to develop, uh, no place for them to get experience in front of a live audience. Now, granted, he was completely wrong because they had Ring of Honor and they had Impact and they had New Japan, and AEW was built on the backs of guys that honed their craft in those in those places. But Mm -hmm. his idea was, we are going to globalize development for WWE. We're going to have PCs in select markets around the world. We're going to have NXTs in select markets around the world. We're going to develop international talent. And it's going to be essentially an international feeder system. And that was Hunter's vision at the time. And when you look at the timeline, in October of that year, that's when they launched NXT UK. Then in January of 2019, they opened up the first PC in the UK. Then in April of 2019, they announced plans for additional PCs in India and in China. And it looked like this is where they're headed. They're going to have NXTs and PCs all over the world, and they're going to have a a globalized development system. But then something happened, Sean Ross app. Yes. And that's something that happened was called All Elite
0: Wrestling. Well, and COVID happened too. COVID too, yes, 100%. COVID COVID was a gigantic part of this, but to your point uh COVID is the convenient excuse however this was uh, like the the screeching halt in which i was told really occurred in this this line of thinking was well before that it was when aw started yes and wwe in 2018 and 2019 especially hoarded talent now This is the issue that I have when somebody goes, well, it's business, it's business. Don't you know about a business? There's a guy named Jimmy Van on this show who knows pretty well about a business. Uh, And there weren't hundreds of cuts there. There It didn't didn't happen that way. Uh, In 2017, WWE had stopped making yearly mass cuts. In 2016, they made the decision to effectively stop that. Once that, that summer was over, I was told by that official, Like, we didn't hear anything in 2017, 2018, 2019, through the beginning of 2020. Didn't hear anything until it was mania season. Mm -hmm. Like, then we started to hear it. So when when there are people that that don't pay attention to the news cycle and they say, well, it's a business. They do this every year. No, they don't do this every year. They have cut more people in the last 16 months, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. than they had in the last 10 years combined. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Well, the the
2: creation of AEW to me is what changed everything, and and it's ironic because we've talked about how Vince McMahon should be credited for creating AEW uh, because he he created a need for an alternative. He made all this talent available they didn't know how to use, and that was kind of like you know what helped springboard AEW to to the forefront. Yeah. But the creation of AEW changed everything because that was when number one, like you said, they hoarded talent. They didn't want anybody else going to AEW. They offered these inflated contracts. I shouldn't say inflated, but they offered oh. big. They offered big money contracts.
0: They offered people the amount of money they probably should have been paying them a As, long time before. Right, right. Before. But I mean, we have heard the numbers. We heard seven hundred thousand for the Good Brothers. We heard that the Revival were offered over eight hundred thousand each. Meanwhile, now. I'm hearing of people getting their main roster deals at 250,000. I know somebody that got just got a raise up to 500,000. So now the money is much less than what they were offering on guarantees. Now there's a lot that I don't know about the deals. I don't know if there are live event bonuses. I don't know if there are pay per view bonuses. There's, there's a, a couple of, of things around that situation uh, that, that I'm not sure of. Well, as soon
2: as AEW launched and and announced a live TNT time slot on Wednesday nights, Vince McMahon's an old school guy. You know what he did to the territories? And his his immediate reaction was, we're going to cut them off at the knees. We're going to counter program them. So we're going to put a show up against them on Wednesday nights. They're not moving raw to Wednesday. They're not moving SmackDown to Wednesday. 205 Live's not doing shit. NXT was the logical choice, so NXT gets a deal with the USA. They go up live against AEW on Wednesday. And when that happened, NXT was no longer the developmental system anymore. NXT became the third brand. And a lot of NXT wrestlers that were interviewed said as much. They said, we're not developmental. We're, we're, we're our own brand. And here's, here's the issue. And here's how things kind of, I think, started to kind of get to where they are now. In order to compete as a third brand... Hunter believed and probably rightfully so I can't have a bunch of new recruits that we just signed and that are training in the PC in main event level storylines. If I'm going to compete with AEW, I need these experienced guys that are used to, you know, working on TV and and cutting promos. I need these guys. If I'm going to compete, that meant that Tommaso Ciampa and the Johnny Garganos and Adam Coles and Finn Balor's and carrying crosses, they were put into the, into the main storylines in order to compete. You fast forward a couple of years and here's when things started to fall off. First, they signed the new extension with USA this year. I think it was in March. They signed the new extension. They did not announce the terms of that new yeah. extension. And as a matter of fact, Brandon Thurston of Nomics pointed out on Twitter, somebody on one of the earnings calls asked about uh, an increase in rights mm-hmm. and they basically swept it under the rug. And and that that, tells- that's,
0: isn't that weird? Shouldn't they be? I, I, and there's a lot more that I can add to that, but Oh, I can't yet, but well, they clearly got
2: the same money or less. Yes. Because Nick Conn on the on on the earnings calls, every earnings call, all he talks about is we're gonna get an increase on the next deals. That's yeah. all he talks about. <laughs> and he's he's doing that because he wants to pump up their value for a sale down the road, yeah. and that's their moneymaker. And I think that they got less money or they got the same money on this multi-year extension. And then what happened after that, they were getting their asses kicked every week. USA, I think wanted to open up Wednesday to the NHL cause they were hoping to, to, to resign them and accommodate them on Wednesday. So I think that for those reasons, NXT moves to Tuesday and what's the public perception. The public perception is AW kicked their ass. Yes. And even the and, wrestlers,
0: you know, and- would say as much. Look at what's happened to viewership since they've gone unopposed. NXT's went down. AEW's went up. Right, And this is something, I mean, you'll probably find funny, but it's somebody who, from who who I now greatly respect within WWE, but they were like, hit me up and they're like, Oh, you you know, you know about the rampage deal. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) They're like, they announced it as an eight figure deal. It's 10 million. I said, Yeah. Obviously, that's why they said eight figures instead of 14, 15 million. If you tell me eight figures, I'm going to assume it's on the low end of eight figures. Like it's not some big scheme or like some big scandal that it's 10 million. That is eight figures. That's that's just the way that works. We, we've got people sending some super chats. Uh, MJ says, SRS keeps hitting at Chomp and Gargano leaving. I have not been hitting at both of them leaving uh, at all. Not both of them. J.W. Pringle says, speaking of low morale, I'd like to encourage you guys to watch all watching to take care of your mental health. If you think you need help, please seek it out. You're a loved and worthy person. Thanks for the great content. Indeed, last year I had uh, some pretty big struggles with that, and I was able to overcome that by familiarizing myself with some things I liked when I was younger and fortunately <clears throat> had some good support and got, got through that pretty quickly. Uh, Chris says, JV, do you know if TSN will show Rampage? No, Fight is showing Rampage. No, they're, from what I've heard, they're negotiating with TSN for Canadian Well, but I mean, right US. now, Fight yeah, yeah. is showing Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cup says, first AEW t- show tonight and Friday. Enjoyed NXT last night. My new favorite wrestler is Odyssey Jones in the breakout tournament. Thank you for all your Fightful program. It's very easy to see why they wanted to get a good look at Odyssey Jones in a dark match. He is showing out. He is looking really, really good right now. And uh, I, I'm digging that. I really, really like that. Uh, but they, they've got to replenish. They've got to restack the coverage, Jimmy. I mean, you I got so many people asking me this about the WWE releases, and would 2K have to take those people out of the game? No, they wouldn't. Buddy Murphy said, leave me in it. Give me that paycheck. I don't sure. care. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that when they lost the
2: Wednesday War uh, and, uh, when they signed the new deal, probably for the same money or less, I think the value of the NXT brand with visit man was in the toilet after that. And I think that when he visited the PC in early July with Bruce Prichard and Johnny Ace, he did it for a reason. I think they already knew what they were going to do. And I think that they wanted to kind of see the landscape because you got to understand the PCs is, is expensive to run now. And I think they wanted to see the landscape and, and I'm going to go a step further. You remember the infamous curtain call. Yeah, and you and you remember what happened to Triple H as a result. Vince's mentality as an old school guy is you punish, you know, you you punish a performance that's not up to your standard, or you you punish people if if things don't go the way you think they should go. When carrying and Cross put over Jeff Hardy, we were all scratching our heads. Why? He's an undefeated NXT champion. He's in a big program with Samoa Joe going into Takeover. Why would you do it? I fully believe that Vince did it on purpose to send a message that NXT lost the war. NXT got re-signed for less money. They're not making us what they should be, and I think he did it. I don't know if it was to, to punish Karrion Cross cuz he was the champion, you know, at the time, or if he did it maybe even to send a message to Hunter. I think he did that deliberately to yeah, well, to let it be known that that you guys aren't uh, you're not where you should be.
0: Well, by the time Karrion Cross was champion again, they, they, the war was over. It was done. But I know that, but he's he was the
2: champion and 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 like at the time that he put over Hardy, and I, I feel like that's one of the big
0: reasons why he did it. Uh KE seven seven five says, does Triple H have any credibility credibility among NXT talent? Yeah, some of them. Uh I got Roderick Strong telling me he trusts in what Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Johnny Russo do. And um that that is a very important thing to carry. It's just It has been told to me by so many people that move up to the main roster, you're no longer one of Triple H's kids once you leave NXT. Uh, Anthony says, "What would Cole want to stay with WWE if he couldn't keep his Twitch? What what does Cole value for his next deal? I don't know what Cole values for his next deal, but I would find it very surprising if he gets rid of his Twitch. I don't think that he uh, would want to give that up under any circumstances. It would take an obscene amount of money and a no-cut contract in in basically the people that I'm talking to for him to lose that because his Twitch is very important to him.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Sean. So Dave Meltzer reported about how they're going to change the type of wrestler that they're looking for. Uh, and he used some terminology I'm not going to use because I don't, I, I don't know if it's true or not in terms of height and stuff. But he reported that they're looking for the Vince McMahon prototypical wrestler. They're looking for young, big people uh very much like the OVW days you know back in OVW they had the Brock Lesnar's Randy Orton's Dave Batistas, John Cena's Meltzer reported that they're looking for guys that fit that mold young big guys that they can you know give experience to in developmental and bring them up to the main roster
0: have you heard that same sentiment well yeah I published a report on Fightful Select today that uh, that kind of lended a little bit to that and how could I put this? Uh, this was several wrestlers. And then the official that I spoke to Saturday morning, they were like, specifically the tryouts in may turned our heads because they didn't sign Wheeler Yuda. And I know there's going to be a whole lot of people that go Wheeler Yuda. What's that matter? What's that matter? Well, Wheeler Yuda is six feet tall. As we saw this weekend, he can wrestle an hour straight. He's a good looking kid in great shape, 24 years old, ripped and can already work. Mm-hmm and they were like, "Nah, we're good." I don't know if uh, an official offer was made, but I had several people saying like when he wasn't signed, that was a pretty good sign to us that things are probably going to change with these hiring practices. Right. Right. Okay. And we we got multiple people on the main roster who there are multiple people on the main roster that quite frankly shouldn't have ever hit TV yet <laughs> based on their in-ring.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, well, going back to Adam Cole, um, you reported that he had a meeting with Vince at SmackDown uh, and that there was a good impression. And somebody already kind of said this. If you're Adam Cole, and this goes for Pete Dunn too, if you're Adam Cole and you hear everything that, that's being reported, you know that 13 guys were just released, you saw the morale at NXT, morale at NXT. unless you're offered a big money guaranteed no cut contract, giving everything that you're seeing. Why on earth would you want to resign with WWE if you're Adam Cole? Can you see any scenario why he would want to, unless uh, there's a no cut thing involved?
0: No, no, not with a no cut. With that, without a no cut, I wouldn't sign there. Period. And AEW has a pretty good track record. If you're not problematic, they're just going to let your deal expire. And I had someone in NXT say, "Yeah, that allows them to keep their dignity too." And I hadn't even like really considered that aspect of it, but Mm -hmm. it's like, who's talking about them cutting awesome Kong. Nobody. Who's talking about them cutting Melanie. Nobody. Mm -hmm. That's just not happening. Um, they, because they, they were able to kind of keep their dignity. AW wasn't going to use them. They weren't there. So their deals expired. Um, I wouldn't sign there if there was a there wasn't a no cut thing. (laughs) I mean, I, I just wouldn't. and, I've been offered those in the past, so I know WWE wrestlers like Adam Cole can get those. It's mm-hmm. not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. It's it's fairly normal. Uh, we have we have a super chat from Mike saying, big fan of SRS and Fightful, most reliable source in wrestling. You guys really make the subscribers feel important and sincere. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, my Q&A show comes back Thursday. I think Thursday, Friday, Fightful Select. Uh, last week, I did a, a text-based one uh, the week before. Alex filled in for me. My voice is back. I'm ready to go. So uh, you guys can get your questions in there. But Tyler Joseph Smith says, asked you a few weeks ago this question, asking again if the answer changed. One to ten, how confident are you that Punk and Brian show up in AEW this year? Um, I'm at a seven on Punk because you never know until he shows up and an eight on Daniel Bryan. That's, that's where I am on those. After seeing Punk on Jason Agnew, I'm a nine on Punk. <laughs> he said that. that- No, I didn't. Uh, I I like Jason, though.
2: Yeah, so Jason, if you guys aren't familiar, so he used to be part of the law in Canada. He's in Toronto here, Live Audio Wrestling. And now he's got a podcast called Sunday Night's Main Event on, I think it's on uh, TSN Radio. And Punk was a guest uh, just within the last, I think this past Sunday. And Jason Agnew said to him, "Uh, what are you doing on August 20th? Because uh, there's going to be a a little event in uh, Chicago called Rampage, Punk did the typical you know oh, what day is it? Let me check my calendar what day is it again?" And he's like, oh August 20, yeah no um, they're trying to put together a premiere thing for a start for a heels episode that day so uh, just the way he answered it yeah I just I just watched that and I thought uh-huh, that was kind of a weak response, but it, it was what it was there's yeah. one of the another thing one, one more thing about Adam Cole that I want to get your opinion on. Sure. I know that I know that you reported that Vince liked him. They met for two hours, and he
0: made a good impression on. I, it. No, I didn't say they met for two hours. Oh, okay, no.
2: whatever, whatever. But but they met, and and he liked him. So here's my question: I'm sure that Vince did like him, and, and Cole's an impressive guy, and he, and presents well, and all of that. When you like, when you look at what Vince historically has gone for in a superstar talent, and there's been exceptions. I mean, Shawn Michaels isn't a big guy, you know. There's been exceptions, but when you look at what he typically goes for in a superstar talent, do you think? that vince either he recognizes the landscape or he's got people telling him the landscape he recognizes a lot of people that are now are leaving the company on their own volition they're going to aew and they're getting over there we just let go of 13 guys in in nxt cole is like one of the leaders of the group he's getting a lot of buzz because his contract's running out you want to keep this guy do you think that part of the reason that vince is interested is because he kind of recognizes a lot of guys are leaving and i I got to try to pull the reins back or do you think that he legitimately legitimately thinks i can make this guy a star on raw
0: both i think vince has more confidence in himself than the people around him have and his track record of developing stars and people will say oh look at bianca belair well tell me what bianca belair was doing a year ago she was parked on the bench on monday night raw not doing anything they're like oh look at roman reigns all right roman reigns should have been this big of a star. Five years ago. Agreed. This should have happened a long time ago. Uh, I got a lot of heat for posting a tweet that says Vince McMahon doesn't produce stars. And people say, Oh, what about Roman Reigns? And I'm like, he debuted nine years ago. Vince McMahon did produce stars. He does not produce stars. Largely with the exception of a couple people, they get less over. They, they have less of a following when they come to raw or SmackDown And a lot of the goodwill built up in NXT is eroded. And then eventually they get over because there's some storyline like with Becky or Kofi or Daniel Bryan where it's like, oh, look how bad this company's treated them for years. We're sick of it. And then they get get over Major. uh, But if I'm Adam Cole, I have some serious leverage right now. Some real serious leverage.
2: And isn't it ironic that Vince used to have the reputation – of the guy that built stars and, and how many guys were interviewed like Paul white who said, yeah, Hogan told me in 99 go to Vince and he's going to make you a star. And he did. And you used to hear the stories all the time. Mark Calloway. Yeah. Yeah. I I knew, you know, that's the place. Kevin Nash. I knew that's the place. And now it's going the other way now. And, and I'll go as far as to say, if John Cena debuted in 2021, instead of 2002, John Cena is not doing suicide squad, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Yeah would have been completely different because because of the way that things are handled now. And, and I, I agree with you. They, WWE did used to create big stars. They don't anymore. They don't. It, it's just how it is. Like everybody, in terms of legitimate box office, box office, selling out arenas, selling tickets, pay-per-view buys, all of that, they really don't have anybody with the possible exception of Roman Reigns, maybe Becky Lynch, and that's a big maybe. Otherwise, there really is nobody else. That's just reality.
0: Rob Wilkins says this is about Raw being the same every week. A lot of of stuff is that. Rob Wilkins also says NBC knows if Law & Order Order was the same every week, people would stop watching. NBC Universal execs pulling their hair out yet, if not, why? Uh, There are execs that are very frustrated about that, and I'm not going to specify which one. I'm not going to give anybody else enough to write an article off of there, but I'm working on a story right now. The Solster says, respect your journalism layoff meets on Monday. I wonder if WWE... Uh, The creative is bad and killing stars. AEW while growing pains is exciting and creative that if that doesn't show you that like, it's not always about the money. I don't know what does. Uh, Matt right. says, congrats on the fightful accomplishment thoughts on the new stars show heels. I have some screeners. I'm going to try to watch it this week and I'll let you know, but I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen anything at all. Uh, Just a few uh, still shots.
2: But uh, I'm curious to see kind of how it goes. I want to make another point about. Well, the budget I, I, I want to get
0: through the super chats. I'm that's sorry. What I want to do. <laughs> Isaiah plays says anything on Blanchard. Fightful select probably next week. Uh, uh, Tully the,
2: Blanchard is currently with AEW. <laughs> he is.
0: Uh... <laughs> the guys that don't know sports says WWE goes back to only hiring former college and NFL football players and models. So they don't care about quality wrestling. That's a, that's a legit concern by some within WWE. Uh, that is something that. I have I have talked to wrestlers and they they are worried about that. JJ hey, says, "Go ahead, go sorry.
2: Ahead. I, I was just going to say they really undervalued Gerald Briscoe. Yeah, they sure did. You know, like like it's 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 one thing when you have a guy like Gable Stevenson who's basically hi Vince, yeah. you know what I mean. Most aren't doing that, and and uh, they are they should be thanking their lucky stars that a guy like Gable Stevenson wants something to do with WWE. Gerald Briscoe was the reason they got Brock. You know what I mean? Yeah." It's like like he was very undervalued for his ability to to scout guys in amateur wrestling. They could use guys like that.
0: JJ says, Jimmy, you mentioned that the main event NXT stars would all be in main event storylines. Most who stayed are still in main event storylines. Why was there a lack of new faces from the PC before all the cuts? I just think that...
2: Again, when they became a third brand and when they had to compete with AEW, I think that Hunter felt I got to rely on these experienced guys in, in top storylines. That's just my opinion. That's what I think he felt. I think he felt I got to compete now. I'm not a developmental brand anymore. NXT's paying us rights now. I got to compete, and I need to rely on the guys that have the experience in these angles, can cut the promos, can do the matches, and that's why I think they went in that direction. And as far as what did he say? Why did they keep doing it after the cuts or something? Yeah. I just think right now that everything is planned the way it is it's not like you're going to just flip a switch and all of a sudden you get all these new recruits on your TV, you know? They're 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 set up the way they're set up but I, there's definitely going to be changes I think and I'm very curious because they signed the multi-year deal with with USA. They're still getting rights. Yes. So what what's their plan? Are you going to have like a bunch of Parker Bordeaux from top to bottom all over mm. your show now? I Yikes. don't know,
0: you know. Rob Reed says, No way Cole resigns after they fired one of his friends and former stablemate while they were trying to butter him up for a new deal. That is a thing that I, I thought about Cole walking right out of that meeting and hearing that they fired 13 people. But also, a couple of years ago, everybody swore up and down, Oh, there's no way Marty Skrull stays with Ring of Honor. There's no way Flip Gordon stays with Ring of Honor. Both of them did. Every time we see a couple and one of them is negotiating, Oh, there's no way that they'll stay with this company while their significant other is in the other company. Mm. It's a matter of circumstance, Throwback says. Should good stories drive good shows and talent? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The we shouldn't see seventeen Apollo Big E matches uh, in general, but there's definitely no story behind it. Thoughts on Cena's performance in SummerSlam? SRS? Oh, Suicide Squad? You mean? I thought he was good there. Uh, I I'm not a big like superhero movie guy. I like Deadpool an awful lot, but. Other than that, I'm not that big on superhero comic movies these days. They're, they follow a formula to me, uh, but I thought that he was very good. And uh, thank you for the super chat, King Reezy. If you have a question or statement, drop it in and we'll see it and we'll pick it up for you. But what else is on your list, Jimmy? I'd also report Pete Dunn's uh, contract is up soon. Yep, and, and that's why I mentioned
2: earlier that he fits with Adam Cole for me as a guy that I would really second-guess wanting to resign uh, because I don't think he fits the mold that what Vince kind of looks for, you know?
0: King Reezy, uh says, WWE bloating the roster hurt him bad. I mean, I, I if that line of thinking in which that office uh, or official put forth was was true that they were trying to create a bunch of performance centers – and have enough talent for all of them, and to travel between them. Then, I, okay, I see why they had to they had to do that, and they had to add a bunch of talent. But there were plenty of talent that they just signed for the sake of keeping them away from somewhere else. They had no intention on using EC three when right. they signed that guy. Not any. Um, and a few months after Matt and Jeff were signed, it became very obvious what was going on there. Alicia Ellis says, wouldn't be surprised if we see a new diva search. I wouldn't be either, yeah. especially with Johnny Ace around. He yep. he loved that thing. I can see them doing like a TikTok thing or something. hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. JJ says, since the deal for NXT, what's the point of the PC in your eyes to legitimately develop talent and send people to train. And quite frankly, in case there's another pandemic, they've got a place they can always go. So,
2: yeah, I I think again, they're, they're going to get back to what Hunter envisioned in 18, I think. The difference now was that now they got this rights deal too on USA. Yeah. So you can't just have these inexperienced recruits top to bottom. You have to have an engaging show so that your viewership doesn't completely go to shit. Yeah. I wanted to talk about one other thing in terms of this budget cut thing, because I was looking at the Q2 earnings report mm-hmm. and something stuck out to me like a spotlight. And I didn't really hear it reported anywhere. So I wanted to talk about it. Uh, now, again, you understand Nikon's position, right? His objective is probably to prepare the company for a sale. And in order, in order to do that, you got to show positive growth and positive momentum quarter over quarter and year over year. That's basically what you got to do to maximize your value when you're in a situation where you don't have a significant injection of revenue on the horizon. And right now they really don't. I mean, SummerSlam's coming up. They got a Saudi show in the fall. Right now, otherwise, everything is already set. They've already got the Peacock deal in place. They've already got Fox and and, and USA. So what do you do when you got to show that positive growth and you don't have a significant injection of cash on the horizon? You cut costs. What do you do, Sean, if you have a major expenditure, a big major expenditure on the horizon? Then you really got to cut costs. And when I was looking at the Q2 report, you remember that old uh, new building, the headquarters that they're moving into? So this hasn't been talked about too much. So right now, WWE has Titan Tower, which they own. And they also lease two additional buildings. I think one of them is a warehouse and the other one, they do production there. Yes. Their, their plan is to move into a big new facility, which they're leasing. They didn't buy it. And they're going to consolidate the three. So they're going to move into it. Then they're going to sell Titan Tower and they're going to uh, get out of the leases of the other two. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to do the reno on that new building last year and move in this year. COVID delayed it. Now, they're going to be doing the reno this year, and they're going to move in next year. And the, yeah. Q2, the Q2 report talked about that spending is projected to restart the second half of 2021. Well, when is the second half of 2021? Now. 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 And according to the Q2 report, for the full year of 2021, how much is WWE expecting to spend on the renovation? Do you know how much?
0: No, I didn't see that.
2: Between 85 and 105 million dollars, they're expecting to spend wow. in the second half of the year, but they're gonna they're gonna spread it out over the full year from a from a cost perspective. The total project when it's done, because they're gonna obviously probably be, be doing the reno second half of this year going into 22. Yeah. The total project when it's done, they expect to spend between 160 and 180 million dollars. That tells me that this budget cut thing, because you got to remember. Prior to COVID, they planned to accrue that expense last year, Yeah, right? All those cuts that happened, you know, April 15th of last year, I'm sure Mania had a lot to do with it because, you know, Mania effectively got canceled. They didn't have those ticket sales. They didn't have access. They didn't have the merch. They didn't have ticket sales for, for, for TV. They didn't have the merch for TV. It was kind of justifiable why they did it, but I also think that they did it last year because they knew they had this big expense coming. Now they delayed it to this year, and they've done, what? They did a round of releases on the 15th of April. They did a bunch in June. They did Bray Wyatt at the end of July. I think that this has a lot to do with it, and, and spending between 160 million, $180 million, that's not chump change. You know what I mean? That's like more than half of what they get for a year on Fox, so I question if there's going to be more releases because of that once they start accruing a cost that big. Yeah. But obviously, obviously, we don't like to speculate, but that's it. And then there's one other thing I wanted to mention that was in the Q2 report, and this is interesting too. Their cash flow, Sean, according to the Q2 report, their cash flow went from $67.7 million down to $13.3 million in cash flow. And what was the reason, the primary reason that they gave why their cash flow... Uh, took a nosedive like that. What do you think was the primary reason?
0: Tell people, Jimmy, instead of asking me.
2: They said it was primarily driven by the timing of collections associated with network revenue. That means they're getting paid late, Sean. Yes. Now, there was other things they mentioned. They said higher federal income tax payments, uh, lower operating performance. But the timing of collections associated with network revenue was like the first thing that they mentioned as to why their cash flow basically took a nosedive in the quarter. That's fascinating.
0: It is. We're getting paid late
2: for, for network revenue all no, of a sudden. are
0: getting paid late. You're talking about these budget issues. You're talking about renovations. Yeah. How about this? You can renovate your wiener when you use bluechew.com, and you won't have to make budget cuts to do it. <laughs> it Pop Camillo, Sean. I know I did. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work on your budget. You won't have to get rid of Old Faithful. You won't have to to move out of your Titan Tower, so to speak. You'll you'll be erected effectively thanks to Blue Chew and that code Fightful. When you use the code Fightful, you get your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Blue Chew is uh, delivered to your door discreetly. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It's prescribed online. You speak with their online physicians, find the active ingredient that you need short questionnaire. And if you qualify, you're good to go. And it's not just about uh, having a problem, so to speak about needing to make those budget cuts. It's about that confidence. You have to have the confidence in your brand. And by that, I mean your penis. Bluechew.com use the code fight. we always lose a solid 50, uh, 50 viewers. And then they come back right after that. People get online. They go, man, that blue chew read was awesome. We gained really? like 100. Yeah.
2: Really? You lose people, then they come back.
0: Oh, and then, then as soon as I think that's with any commercial. Yeah.
2: yeah but, yeah.
0: but you know, you know, throwback with a giant super chat says, I miss Nick at night, my friend at work said when we were talking about Raw. If NXT talent goes away, Do you think this is them forcing people to focus more on Raw than SmackDown? Do ratings also make them see future trends? WWE needs to wake up. I don't think this is them saying, oh no, we're going to sabotage NXT so more people watch Raw or SmackDown. Ain't nobody watching Raw because something else is bad. But Jimmy, uh, as far as the rest of this goes, how do you feel?
2: So he said forcing them to, to more Raw than SmackDown. Um uh, I'm not sure what he means by that, but I, I think oh, internally yeah,
0: SmackDown does more viewers. Yes. Yeah. I,
2: well, I think internally they look at SmackDown as the a show. And I, sure. I think that that's their focal point. Now does ratings make them see future trends? Um, so obviously on the earnings calls, they'll try to spin it up. And, and, and again, <laughs> The earnings calls, we know it's bullshit. We know it's propaganda. And it kind of, again, it comes down to they got to show positive trends, positive momentum. You want to appease yeah. your shareholders. You want people to buy your stock. And so that's why they spin all this bullshit. Like, what did they say But we have more eyeballs on the product than ever? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I don't know. I I I really believe that they believe that um, rights fees are going to go up on the next contract. I, I yeah. believe that Nick believes it. Because you saw like the NHL, their numbers were down. They signed a massive new deal. Uh, baseball did the same thing. I truly believe that Nick Khan believes it. But I'll tell you this, Sean. They're probably going to be negotiating those next, that next round of two years, right? Yeah. Because it's done the end of 14. They're probably going to start negotiating in 23. If I'm Nick Khan, I'm getting that sale done between now and 23 because I'm not convinced that they're going to get a big increase on their rights. I know that there, we've heard rumors and stuff that, you know, USA is not happy. Fox isn't happy with some of the decisions being made. I understand that Raw is still number one on cable. And that, yeah. goes, a lo- and that goes a long way. And there's, there's no question. But uh, two years is a long time. And when you see the trends that are happening now, who knows where they're going to be in 23. So uh, if I'm Nick Khan, try to get that sale done. Because can you imagine if they're thinking... We're going to wait till the next round of contracts. It's going to spike our value. We're going to sell for even more. And then they get the old investment man uh, arm lock thing. And yeah. they're going to Remember that? Yeah. But this time they're not going to be getting an, uh, uh, an arm lock. They're going to be getting a sale of their stock. So
0: Mad Genius says, can AEW's next TV deal be billions of dollars? I'd be shocked. Um, I think they could get a pretty big one, a way bigger than they have now, but I don't know if it'll be a billion of dollars. Maybe
2: if they, sign-, maybe if they sign for 10 years.
0: Yeah, uh, TT says, does NXT Shift mean no more takeovers? Is it going to resemble uh, televised FCW, OVW? Well, I would say Peacock would have a pretty significant issue with that. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah says, when WWE sells, will Triple H be in charge, you think? Nope, not now, not anymore.
2: I don't think he'll be in charge. I, don't, I never thought he was going to be in charge. I think that he would be probably the guy they rely on creatively. Uh, but in terms of corporately, I still think Nick Khan is is, is going to be. Although at the same time, I'm sure he's going to get a piece of a sale, so maybe he'll be out the door too.
0: Jimmy, uh, do you have any thoughts on Omos? asks Daniel Anti. Thinks he's genuinely becoming one of the few highlights for me when I watch Raw. Huge man and fast. I
2: loved. Uh, uh, I love Randy Orton telling him to take off the jacket. That was pretty funny. Wow. I will say this: he looks like he's slowly starting to improve. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think his finisher is pretty good. That choke slam, uh, whatever he calls it, is pretty good. His first singles match, who was it with? Riddle? Was his first singles match yeah, with Riddle? So. His selling was atrocious. It was like great Kali level of selling, but he's yeah. improving. Yes. And you can notice it. And so I see potential. I think they got him with the right guy in AJ Styles because AJ can carry the load. And that's yep. essentially what he's there to do. He's the perfect partner. So I like what they're doing with him. And uh, I got to see how he's going to do. He looks like he's got some personality too. Yes, he, he does. Like
0: he's, he's, he's got a
2: presence to him. He for yeah, sure Yeah, he has does. A he does. Him. I haven't heard him really talk too much. Like, have you have you seen him do an interview before like is he is yeah. he a good well-spoken guy? He's alright. He's alright.
0: He's, okay. right. he's getting there. Okay. But I mean, he does have a, a unique presence to himself yes. and he did immediately improve his selling, which couldn't have, much, couldn't have got much worse, but yes, yes. It, it definitely improved.
2: Yes, it did. I agree. Yeah, there's potential there. Yeah.
0: But that's um
2: not- I want to talk about, so I, I've, I've seen a bunch of your, at least clips, of your podcasts after on SmackDown, and I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, one of the topics that you bring up continually is John Cena was at the building, and they didn't put him on television, yep. and I feel like we talked about this before, but I just want to kind of give my two cents, and I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying it's why I think they're doing it. I think that Vince McMahon believes we're going to oversaturate him. He's a special talent. He's he's the main draw of, of SummerSlam. If we have him on TV every show every week, we're going to saturate him. Let's have him there for the live house cuz he's selling tickets. So let's have them there for the Lifehouse house, but we're not going to put them on every TV show because we don't want to oversaturate them prior to SummerSlam. And that's my opinion as to why they
1: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin-Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers... Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
0: doing that. Yeah, that's cool. I'd rather see the 18th Apollo uh Big E match because they're not oversaturated. Yeah,
2: and I'm not I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think that's the reason. I think that's yeah. man's
0: mentality. I just I just hate that reason. Uh HBK Jinx says do you see Tyler Breeze pairing up with Dango again on the Indies or would you rather see him paired up with someone like Dalton Castle? I don't know if either one of those will happen. I think Tyler Breeze has made some pretty smart investments outside of wrestling. He's got probably back with WWE and the up up down down capacity. Uh, I think that if he wants to take a break from wrestling, he's got a wrestling school. He's got uh, some real estate. He's he's a very smart guy, so I don't necessarily think that either one of those is a given. Orlando says, I have a fear. Some of the NXT wrestlers are already on TV. Should they move to Raw or SmackDown? I wonder which ones will leave instead of staying. I could see Caden and Casey moving up at, at a moment's notice. I could just see them bringing up any number of people, just Vince being like, oh, I like them. I like them. I like them. Um, I, I just I do think there are a few people that will probably hit the bricks as far as NXT goes. They see that the writings on the wall there. I read that Dakota Kai lost on main event. As they're building her up for a takeover title match <laughs> in and at- bullshit inept bullshit man yep, yep. throwback says want to thank you for making a slow news day at work better 90 degree days and working our cars is rough but feifle makes it better throwbacks held on to a jersey that has my name on it for like three months now i think he's starting to do voodoo on it at this point quite frankly young drizzy says very interested to see in how nxt uses the women going forward huge fan of gg dolan jc jane and mandy rose stable is mandy gonna be wrestling I had heard that was the plan, but I haven't seen anything that indicates that. But I love Gigi Dolan. Um, I'm not as familiar with J.C. Jane, but uh, I love Gigi Dolan's work. And I think Mandy Rose will impress a lot of people in NXT as well.
2: She's definitely worked really hard to to get where she is. She kind of reminds me of Nikki Bella a little bit. Yeah. You know, she she went into uh, the Diva Search thing or whatever it was called, uh, Tough Enough. And, uh, you know, her looks kind of got her to the dance. But she absolutely, she, she, she worked on her body like Nikki Bella did. and uh and she's gotten better in the ring so
0: she's been at it for six and a half years now so i mean a lot of people can base things on the miz saying oh i'm saving her on tough enough because she's hot Mm -hmm. but i mean she's put in the work since then i'm very very hard
2: i want to ask you so we got some big time wrestling coming up Uh, i saw you post on twitter that uh, august what a time you know
0: so just, just the last month in general, not just August, but since Slamiversary, it's been nuts.
2: Well, this Friday, August 13, is the debut of Rampage at uh, 10 Eastern on TNT. Next Friday, August 20, is the big show at the United Center in Chicago. And, of course, there's lots of speculation about that one. Punk tells Jason Agnew, uh, you know, I have to go do a, a, a Heels premiere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The next day, August 21... SummerSlam in Vegas, Sean Ross app's going to be there. September 5 is
0: all out. I think you're going to be there too, right? Oh, we've got Jeremy at Rampage this Friday. Robert Wilkins at Rampage next Friday. I'll be at Rampage two weeks after that. Then at All Out, uh, pending AEW credential approvals. Uh, hopefully they're not mad at me. Then I will be at AEW the following Wednesday in Cincinnati, and I'll be at uh, SummerSlam.
2: Busy guy. And what about Arthur yeah. Ash on September 22nd?
0: But I've applied. Point. I've applied for media credentials. Um, I'm thinking about just doing an overnight there, regardless, and just maybe getting a ticket. But I would just like to be there as credentialed media, to be quite honest with you. But uh, I, I'm hoping. I'm trying to go. What do you think of the mass mandate for SummerSlam? If you if you got to do it, you got to do it. You got to keep people safe. I'm not bitching about it. It's just where we, <laughs> where we are. Where we are. People weren't people weren't responsible. So now we got to pick up the slack for. Irresponsible, selfish people. Yeah,
2: it's, it's it's really unfortunate where we're headed. So, Ring of Honor—they just announced that dis, uh, death before dishonor. They're going to move it. This supposed to be September twelfth in Florida. Florida—I read yesterday—they have more uh, hospitalizations than New York did during their peak. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy this time that we're living in. They're going up in Toronto again too, but it's mostly the uh, the non-vaccinated. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, what do you think of the build for SummerSlam?
0: um edge and rollins pretty good pretty good i'm liking that uh john cena and roman reigns well i'd like a lot more if john cena was on the show (laughs) that would that would probably help a little bit sheamus and damian priest garbage at least damian priest is one but he's already beat sheamus bianca belair sasha banks it's one of those situations where it's not bad but it's not bad because they just brought back sasha banks if they spent two months building this they would have fumbled it but so far, so good. Usos versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Gee, thank, thank God they're going with something fresh there. <laughs> Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. The less I see Goldberg leading up to this match, the better the build is. So whatever. The match will be good. It'll be a three, four-minute match. Nikki Ash, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley is abysmal. Yeah. Abysmal. Yeah. Do you think that this is even a worse build than WrestleMania was? No, I think WrestleMania was one of the worst builds I've ever seen for a pay-per-view, and the fact that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks are so talented that they overcame that terrible booking and created one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever in a special moment was in spite of that bad build.
2: Well, after this, if you go to com, we're going to do the list goes on. We're going to talk more CM Punk. We're going to talk about... Uh... Uh the Oscar de la Hoya boxing card. Yeah, and an announcement that. that was made today. I'm gonna to talk a little bit about Elias, gonna talk about Cody Rhodes.
0: Go ahead. Phantom FTW. I, I do that just so you know it's coming up. That way I you know, don't say let's end, <laughs> let's end the show. Let's end the show. Phantom FTW says Vince surrounded himself with massive car. Yes, man. It seems like WWE's got some really dark times ahead. Do you agree? Ahead? Ahead, <laughs> buddy, we've been living in them. We've yeah, we've been living in them ever since I saw Braun Strowman popping up on the Cricket Wireless commercials. I said, "Oh, they're not." It's getting bad now. Even before that, but yeah, yeah. But I yes, think when, I they put, when they put
2: when they put in a blue jeans outfit, that wasn't good.
0: Orlando says any word of impact. NWA, ROH, and MLW are getting new talent. They could use some of them to help boost the company. Yes, uh, they have been in constant talks with new talent. But yes. Uh, we'll have more on that on Fightful Select. But but yeah, man, uh, we'll, we'll have a bunch of that stuff. Uh, Ranger says, do you think we'll find out who the third Uso is from Wally and Quizlemania?" I don't think so. But Scott says, do you think we'll see the Thunderdome again? Um, no, I think they'll go. I think they'll be like, we'll just run out of the PC. I think they'll run out of the PC if they have to. With, and Alicia- with, with Life Ends? If, if I mean, limited fans, yeah. For yeah. sure. Alicia says, is Finn going to interfere in the SummerSlam match with Reigns and Cena? I hope not. I hope not. As, I as much as I, I'm enjoying him now, as much as I've ever enjoyed him on the main roster, mm-hmm. I think Finn Balor's been really, really good. But I don't think he needs to insert himself into that. But you guys should insert yourself into a couple of the interviews that I dropped. I just uh, brought back the new season of Enhancement Stories. It's a se- series where... I talk about uh, job matches, enhancement matches with wrestlers. Mike Bennett's was such a good story. It was so good. He talked about John Cena coming up to him and being like, don't ever do what you did in the ring again. He uh, did a taunt that looked like the you can't see me. Then I dropped an interview with duke the dumpster drossy jimmy he talked about being high at wrestlemania 17 (laughs) said that he didn't want to put over steve austin and i said hey did you ever think about going to wcw or ecw and he said man if i would have went to ecw i would have died literally died it is a fascinating interview check it out guys uh thank you all so much fightfulselect.com until next time guys we're